Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to the show. Oh, you mean welcome to a terrible, cheesy '70s DJ? Hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> Clearly, I've been gone too long because suddenly you sound. Oh. No, that's a good DJ voice. Okay, I, well, I'm nailing it. Whatever. There's a reason we're here. There's a reason we're cutting in again. And uh, shall we share with them what's been going on? Yeah, so we've got a little behind the scenes for you. So, hey, look, we're expanding Unforget Yourself Productions. And we've, crumbs, we've invited guest hosts to bring a different voice, different perspectives to these conversations. Yeah, and because we're all about behind the scenes, um, we're filling you in on what this is. Uh, Unforget Yourself was never meant to be about... Mark and Katie, just about us. Um, our intent has been to bring in more people. So with that said, <laughs> this episode is actually a sneak peek of this. Now, there will be an interviews edition podcast coming separately. Ah, oh, it's going to be a fantastic launch. But right now, we've got a little taster for you, a little teaser. So please enjoy our guest host and guest interviewers and guest, guest guests? L- lots of guests. Here. Guest guests. Fantastic. <laughs> enjoy. Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to the Unforget Yourself show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, (gasps) so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, Mm -hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on the roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have with us Laura McCann, owner of Adora Therapy, a wellness brand that creates products to support our energy fields, the aura and the chakras. They sell online, wholesale, and also in their brick and mortar store in Asheville, North Carolina. At Adora Therapy, they also are aura readers. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be here, Anna. Thanks for having me. It's Halloween. Isn't this fun? I hope it's not spooky. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. Can you expand a little more on where you are today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Oh, that's great. So like you mentioned, we're like a B2C business. We sell to consumers that are interested in wellness, healing, their energy. They're looking for a hack on how to know themselves so that they can get to the bottom of what's making them feel the way they feel so they can have the best life possible. And we make products, aromatherapy, breathable, beautiful essential oil blends that are for your chakras and your aura. And in our store, we also do aura readings where we can take people's information from their own biometrics and tell them how they're vibing and what's going on. So it's a beautiful business. It allows me to share my desire to be a life coach in a bottle, help people with understanding how to use their energy to be more balanced and feel the way they want to feel. Oh, I love that. And so when let's let's say when somebody walks into your, you know, into your storefront, 
what is it that you're hoping that they walk away from? Mm, yeah, you know, that's the beauty of being a retailer. You know, we started the business in 2015 and we had this bumpy journey doing wholesale or manufacturer. Today I'm in my factory. So we would sell to stores, they would put it on their shelves, and then you'd wait to get the reorder, and it didn't happen very fast. We grew even so because our products are really wonderful, but people didn't understand what it was. When I opened the store during COVID, it was a little bit of a Hail Mary for the business because the business was actually, like many businesses, shut down because everybody wasn't shopping and nobody could go anywhere. And instead of closing and thinking like how to wait. I just said, let's open a store and let's see if we can figure out how to still have this relationship with consumers. When we introduced the aura readings and our products, which were already developed for the aura and the chakras, we found the razor and the blade. It was really incredible. And what we've learned now is exactly what people are looking for from this experience. And many of them are seeking insights into themselves that they can't get from you know, a horoscope, a reading, a tarot thing, whatever those things are that people do. So you can think of it as woo-woo in one respect. In another respect, it's very much data-driven because that's how we do our aura readings. And people really would like to combine science and spirituality. It's just not a thing that happens everywhere all the time. And so that's what we've brought to the table. And it's been incredibly successful. We've done over 3000 aura readings. Our anniversary is the end of this week. And like, we've literally done, I can't even tell you how many healing sessions and it's amazing. <laughs> wow. I love that. And so for, for maybe those who have no idea what exactly goes on or what, what the takeaway is from an aura reading, can you kind of go down that path? Yeah, yeah. So we use software, you put your hand on a little hand scanner and think of it like biofeedback or an EKG even it's pulling information from your own body. It's putting a little electric impulse in it's sensing where there's energy flowing and their energy that isn't flowing. And so we talk about the chakras, there are seven chakras, it starts at the root, and then the belly is the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye and the crown. And it literally can tell you with a number, if you're high or you're low. So what's interesting is a lot of people fixate on like, what color is my aura, and we show them that as well. People can be all different kinds of colors and color combinations. But what's really amazing and what helps us understand how to hack ourselves is our chakras, because our chakras have a pattern. And that pattern is important because it shows sort of like how we've set ourselves up to do life. And some of us may be very open hearted and others know we feel stressed there. Some of us may be grounded, others may not feel so grounded. And so seeing this visually with reports and, uh, you know, graphs is like, uh, oh my gosh, this is showing and confirming how I am and how I feel. From there, we have then the ability to do the work on ourselves. So you can always do the work on yourself. There's no problem praying, meditating, doing the yoga, taking the long walks, doing things that make you feel better. But these little tiny things about how we do it are invisible to us. And this gives us those insights. So very powerful. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> how, how does that kind of play a role with the products that you're you're selling yeah. wholesale and in store. It's a great, you know, the products are made with essential oils and each oil has a specific thing that it does. And because essential oils are plant-based, 
and they're vibrational, right? They have like a healing frequency. So a lot of people think of essential oils like lavender or, you know, sage or chamomile, things like that. And they put them in a diffuser. Some people use them topically on their skin, but a lot of times they're sort of oriented towards a therapeutic benefit. In our case, what we're looking at those oils as is a vibration. So we combine many oils together and each oil is specifically aligned to the chakra. And so what's happening there is you're getting this healing. The healing is the breath because when you smell something, you know, that smells beautiful, like this is our abundance spray and it's got cinnamon and clove and patchouli and vetiver. It smells like Christmas and the holidays. You spray it you breathe in, the breath is the first thing. The other thing is you have the intention for the abundance. And then in the background, the oils are doing the work that they do, which is they're each going to do certain things. In this case, this is grounding you and then allowing you to also amplify your third eye. So you're getting the benefit. I call it perfume with purpose or scent with intent. And it makes it easier for somebody to know what they should buy or what they might want to work on. So that's the difference. It's not quite a prescription, but it's as close as you can get you know, if you go to the beauty store and they put your makeup on, you may walk away and say, I need this and this and this because this looks great. And here you would do the same thing, except it's all scent based. Ah, wow. The the specific scent that you just described, it smells like Christmas and the holidays wrapped into one. <laughs> that one. It does. I, I've been making it all morning and I'm like, I'm high on abundance. It's great. <laughs> I love that. So Laura, <laughs> what was it that made you want to start your own business and why this business in particular? Yeah. So I, I've been an entrepreneur since my twenties, my early twenties. I was in the fashion industry in New York. That's how I got started. I studied at Parsons and I was a fashion designer. So one of the things that I did learn is how to um, design products and how to build brands. And I did that for all the big retailers that you see in the mall. And so with that background, sourcing product development, um, I always stayed in the industry, but I also veered into software and technology and like the 2000s. I know it's fun because I'm old enough to be able to say that like I lived through Y2K. So I've been able to converge these two sides of me, very right and left brain. One is very creative and visual and marketing focused and product focused. And the other one is very technical and operational and um, supply chain and then also software. Um, and then using those two things, like, who am I, what do I do? And so for many years after I was, I had these successful businesses in the fashion industry, I did mostly consulting and mentoring. And during one of the times when I was mentoring an entrepreneur, I, uh, found these products that they had developed and it was very exciting, but nobody knew what to do with them, how to sell them, what they were. And so to me, my brain was like, how do we solve that? So eventually what happened is we started the business together with this person and then they left the business. And then I continued the business and sort of have turned it into what it is today with the retail store. And it, it you know, we tried out all the concepts. So entrepreneurs know this language of pivoting. We have had to pivot many times, but in the current incarnation, the pivot stuck. And I feel like we land, we did our landing, right? It's like when you do the gymnastics, we landed <laughs> stuck <laughs> the landing. nines and tens and the customers are loving it. And so the idea now is to open more stores because it's a very physical product and experience. We can't convey the whole thing online. So we feel like that's the best focus for us going forward. Ah, oh, what a story um, coming from, you know, your background in 
experience in fashion design and, and everything that led you up to what you're doing now, um, you know, what is it that you find that maybe when, you know, times are getting tough, what's a driver that kind of just fans your flame? What is, what is it that keeps you going? Yeah. I mean, believe me, I'm like everybody I've had low lows, you know, a lot of this way, you know, the highs, a lot of times the highs come and go so fast. You don't even enjoy them, you know, because what it is, is like, what's next, what's next. And so the entrepreneur is always sort of like focused, like a quarterback, what's down the field and how do I get there? And then there's all these people you have to play with to get there. So yeah, what, 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 what I've had to do is really become like the three C's, right? Courageous, curious, and then also this idea that I have to um, be captivating, right? I have to put myself out there and I have to share my story, which is why we're talking today. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, there's lots of work to be done. But yeah, you learn that you're, you know, you can, through your words and you're communicating your story, really move your business along. And so courageous because you have to deal with it and got to get back up even when you're down. And then the curiosity is really like, instead of saying, Oh, that just happened. Like, is there something here? Do I want to find out more? You know, I go through my email in the morning and I'm like, you know, a, Oh my gosh, there's so many email who wants to even deal with this. And then the second thing is like, Ooh, uh, maybe there's something cool in here for me today that I can find that's going to make me excited and give me, you know, like some more energy to go move forward. So a lot of it is mindset, right? And taking taking the lows and the highs and knowing they're all good. Everything's good. Silver lining in all of it. <laughs> Beautifully put. And to fast forward to today, Laura, you know, with with all your experience and all that you've been through, especially in the entrepreneurial journey of yours, where is it still challenging for you? Yeah, you know, I think the challenge I'm I'm finding, and it's weird, is you know, I have lots of energy, but I can feel, and I'm not that old, but I can feel that it's harder to do the pushing and the physical stuff, the like flying back and forth across the country or doing an event where you're on your feet for eight hours, and then you gotta pack boxes and, you know, trade shows, all those things that are very demanding physically are getting a little bit harder. And I'm still at the point in my business where I do all the things, you know, so it's, um, I think that's been interesting to realize that as I move forward, I have to, I have to get the support and the help so that I can, obviously, it's that idea that the entrepreneur, if you get to a certain point, you can do the up here stuff and not the down here stuff. But in yeah. a bootstrapped business, what I find is you do all of it. And so that's the challenge. And I, I think I probably have to unlearn holding on to that as a way to get to the next level. And the next level would be like having people. I've had that. I've had a business with 50 people. I had a business that did, you know, gazillions and millions in sales. And it's a very different thing to run that kind of business than this kind of business. And I think I have to figure out what this new version will feel like and not bring all my history to this one. And that's a hard thing to do when you have a lot of experience. Yeah. yeah I think, I think that can really resonate with a lot of business owners who have done something like you, where you've had this, you know, let's just say larger scale business um, and you've ran that and it's done what it's done. And, you know, now it's like you're, you've got this 
newer business that is still developing. And so you did mention a bit about unlearning. What What is it exactly do you find uh-huh. that maybe you need to unlearn? You know, I, I, I think pe- we all have beliefs, right? And the beliefs that we have have either made us successful or have also contributed to our failures. Um, some of the things that I didn't understand early in my journey is this concept of trauma. And I think we all have trauma. You know, some people, the trauma might be like a big trauma and some of us might be a low, a little trauma. Like for me, I define trauma that I have is like, you know, maybe my father didn't give me the acknowledgement I wanted and he wasn't the certain kind of parent. And so I've had to prove myself to feel like I can, you know, deserve or earn his, uh, you know, love things like that, right? That kind Mm -hmm. of trauma. And so what you do is you bring that into what you do and it's what makes you successful, right? You have these strong suits that came from overcoming things that were liabilities. So the beliefs that come with all the lived experience are either gonna hold you in a small space or a big space. Unpacking those beliefs to understand them is really important. And it's hard to do that. It's not always going to happen in therapy. It's not always going to happen, you know, with other entrepreneurs chatting about business. Some of it is energetic. Some of it maybe is karmic. I don't know what people believe, but I find that um, there's a lot of excavation to be, be a bigger container for my own success. I've had the success and had the losses. So I know it's like these movies we see about these unicorn CEOs, right? We've had tons of them in the last few years where how do they get so big? And then they come completely crashing down and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, billion dollars to here. That's all because they had some reason that made them so ambitious and successful, but it's not sustainable if you don't do the work on yourself. So Mm -hmm. that's where I... I'm always looking for like those little things that I believe that make it so I'm not able to get where I want to get to. Some of them I see very clearly. Some of them, there may be blinders, which is why right. I get coaching and all the things that you reinvest right in, in the support you need to uncover and discover um, your weaknesses, I guess. But your weaknesses aren't traditional weaknesses. They're attributes, right, that you can work on. They're not like an Achilles heel. You can, you can fix yeah. it. I believe. Yeah. You just have to know where to, <laughs> where gotta to go. Do some, I got to do some digging. Yeah. yeah I got to yeah. do the hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Laura, what is, what's the plan for the future here? You know, where do you see the business going? Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to open up new stores and I've been thinking about it a lot. And the challenge with the, the model of opening up retail stores is all the unit economics, and then obviously physically being able to be in more than one place at once. And so that's really the structure I'm working on in my mind in 3D, like how to do that and where to do that. And so there's some options and some constraints, and some of the things are like uh, emotional, some of them are financial, some of them are physical, and then, um, you know, figuring out how to still within that, see the path forward. And that's Mm. really what keeps me excited right now and also busy and when and how and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I think as entrepreneurs, right, we're always like dangling a little carrot. And if you have a good carrot, you you keep going. I'm very good with my carrots. (laughs) They keep me me very hungry. Right. Yes. And so, I mean, what an exciting vision though, to have, like to have such a vision, 
so that you are continuing to propel and move forward, um, you know, and do all the things, as we said in, you know, before the show, you're getting stuff done. Chakra is, is (laughs) activated, right? Yeah. (laughs) So Laura, what do you think maybe is that, that thing that has gotten you to where you're at today? Right. Um, but maybe it could be that very thing that is, ah, going to hold you back from achieving Mm -hmm. and reaching that vision of yours. You know, in other words, Mm -hmm. what might your double-edged sword be? Mm, Yeah. I think caring about what other people think is a big one. You know, like, will I, will I be able to bring everybody along with me or in some ways does my desire or ambition seem for another person who's in relationship with me to be something that's a non-starter. And I find that that's, that's always the hard part when you bring people in, will I find the people to support me? How will they support me? Where is their limit? And, you know, whether that's family or your primary relationship, your children, your siblings, um, it's amazing. And I think I've learned this. There's, there seems to be a lot of beliefs held about like who someone is and all that dynamic and breaking away from it allows you complete and utter freedom. And so I think mm. I'm an empath. I need to work on on the not giving a F <laughs> or an S. <laughs> I gotcha. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, it is so true. And that's just a human, you know, emotion, a human thing to struggle with, you know, what will they think? You know, what if they don't, you know, all these like what ifs mm-hmm. um, and fear-based like thoughts that could just settle in and is build up a home and like, boom, you yeah. know, there you have oh, it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the, the beliefs, you know, 30 year career as an entrepreneur, I know I've had many, many beliefs, many of them I've had to clean up and I have, and some of that cleanup has been challenging, expensive, lonely, hurtful. Um, but I think what, what I, what I've learned is when there is, um, the clean, let's say the clean canvas, the, all of the stuff that was the energetic, that was negative and wasn't working for you is gone. Things get easier. It's like the flow, right? When we have flow, it's a sign that they're like, it's meant kind of meant to be. So I believe that, that you can quickly, what you see is what you get and actions speak louder than words. And you can often, if you're honest with yourself, see where those little points are that you need to work on. But, you know, you have to be in the conversation. That's 90% of it. Wow. Laura, thank you. This has been (laughs) such a joy to chat with you today and to, you know, learn about your life and how you've gotten to where you are. And, you know, and of course, learning about your business, but getting a peek of behind the scenes of you as a business owner, as the human being, right? And so (laughs) Laura, if people want to find you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah, well, we'd love you to come to our website, adoratherapy.com spelled like that. And then our social media is really great and fun. We have a lot of fun with that. So you can find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on Pinterest, wherever you do your social, we're there. And uh, if you happen to be coming to Asheville, then look for us downtown Asheville at the Grove Arcade. 
and we'd love to meet you. Come in the store and we're I'm there several days a week and you can actually get to have a hug. <laughs> I love that. Laura, wow. Thank you so much again for joining us today and, you know, for sharing not only how you help people with what you do at your business, um, but also again, giving us a behind the scenes look of the entrepreneurial journey. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you, Anna, for me too. And happy Halloween. That's right. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.